no lies, no distortions, just the facts and the truth about issues that matter. Facts First with Christian Esqueda. Sabi ko na nga ba, wala ako eh. Ayan, nandyan ako. Good evening guys, welcome to tonight's episode of Facts First. Ako po si Christian Esguera, ang inyong host. So, start of the week. Uh, pack po yung ating programa ngayong gabi dahil tatlong uh, major topics po yung pag-uusapan natin. Mamaya ako nababanggitin yung ano. Siyempre, main, nakita nyo na sa teaser. No? Pag-uusapan natin yung Senate investigation pagdating dun sa sobrang mahal na presyo ng sibuyas dito sa Pilipinas. At ang... Mukhang nadiin doon sa pagdinig sa Senado kanina ay Department of Agriculture. Ang tanong, eh sino ba head ng Department of Agriculture? Okay. Pero bago yun, meron, meron tayong pag-uusapan na isang topic na nung ko pag gustong gustong pag-usapan. Kasi bilang isang uh, academician, bilang isang teacher, medyo worried ako rin sa bagong te- teknolohiya na available ngayon. Sa ating lahat, hindi lang po sa mga estudyante, ang tawag po dyan yung chat GPT. So, nadidinig na natin to uh, in certain circles. Pero gusto ko sana, bigyan natin to ng uh, mas uh, malalim na pansin. Kaya for this particular segment of our program tonight, uh, meron po tayong inimbita na dati na po nating nag-guess. Isa po siyang uh, data scientist. No? Ito po yung expertise niya. Pag-uusapan natin kung ano po itong chat GPT. Okay? I'd like to welcome again to our program sa Facts First, si Mr. Dominic Ligot. Good evening, Doc. Doc, yung nickname niya, makakakala niya medical doctor siya. Okay. Doc, Hi, good evening. And hello to everyone, uh, viewers and listeners. Nice to be back. Okay. Chat GPT. Ano ba to Doc? Ano ba dapat nating malaman dito sa Chat GPT? Well, it's one of the latest uh, trends no, in artificial intelligence. No? And uh, yung... Actually, GPT... Medyo technical yung meaning niya. No? It, it, it stands for Generative Pre-trained Transformer. So very masakit sa tenga. No? But mm. ang basis nito is, maybe to put it simply, they trained a model on gigabytes of text. No? So mm. it can learn mga patterns from text. And then, of course, hindi naman to bago. Ma- ma- matagal na ginagawa yan. Pero I think the difference with this particular model, number one, it's very, very deep. Parang I heard it was about 175 billion patterns, no? 175 billion uh, you know, uh, pieces of information. And more importantly, trained din siya with the help of hum- uh, humans. No? So, hindi ka tulad dati yung mga traditional mga text model, purely technology lang. Kaya minsan, wangi-wangi yung mga result ng mga chatbots. Ito, ginamit din nila yung human input. So, you know, it was part of the training process. Kaya, grabe, it was, it, it, when it was launched just a few months ago, super bilis ng adoption niya. Kasi literally, para kang kumakausap ng isang, basically, intelligent ano, uh, agent, no? an intelligent chatbot. You can ask it anything. Uh, you can ask it, uh, you know, ask it to interpret code. You can ask it to create a song. You can ask it about research. Uh, actually, yun nga yung ano eh. Uh, I think yun yung lead-in mo kanina as a, as a teacher. Maraming nag-aalala about this technology. Kasi literally, you can ask it to write anything no like kunyari, As in anything give me, anything give me an 800 uh, word essay on charter change or something like that magsusulat siya 
no and i think yung unang labas ng chat gpt dun sa mga unang i was one of the first adopters within the first two days i was uh, playing with it already yung unang labas niya super walang mga limits you can ask it anything tapos later syempre as more and more people were playing with it uh, naglagay na sila ng mga restrictions kunyari bawal na yung mga questions about politics bawal na yung mga questions about uh, you know particular uh, prominent figures kasi nga pwede na siyang magamit to write articles about anyone any politician or comment about sensitive topics uh, like religion like gender yung mga ganyan so medyo naglalagay na sila ng mga ng mga sort of safeguards no pero within the kind of the allowed space ang dami pa rin niyang pwedeng gawin like ako okay. I, I work in technology Super hanap yung, kunyari, you give it a piece of code. Yung mga nagpo-program dyan. Pwede niya i-check kung saan mali yung code mo. Or pwede siya magsulat ng bagong code of its own. Talaga? Ah, talaga, it's so unbelievable. Pakikita niya yung gaps. Pakikita niya. And Wait. actually, I learned a lot from it. You know, I was asking oh, questions about code. No? Basic muna. Ang tawag dito, chatbot, no? Alam mo yung isa chatbot? Well, it's an evolution of a basic chatbot. Kasi mga chatbots traditionally it's based on parang a pre kubaga, predetermined sequence of uh, conversation kunyari i want to order a pizza third, diba? oh parang ganun so gumagawa na sila na, parang ano parang pag tumawag ka sa customer service hotline diba ano that's a very 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 crude version of a chatbot press 1 if you want uh, credit cards press 2 if you want savings accounts so mm-hmm. ang chatbot is a more conversational version of that what would you like to do so may mga options etong gpt Parang in a conversation format. Pero yung pinaka-source data niya, yung training na model on 175 billion pieces of ano, text. And ang I think yung groundbreaking sa kanya is, parang tao na yung nagsusulat ng answer. Hindi mo na medyo okay. ma-detect na robot shower or artificial. Okay. Ang basic na isa pang natanong, no? How do you access this? May website, no? Yeah, the 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 creator of it is called openai.com. Uh, you can sign up. Although ngayon yata may pila na. Dati anyone can come in. Uh, and it's free. Ko kanina, may pila eh. <laughs> Mahaba yung pila. Tapos even yung mga naka-sign up na, ang tagal bago mag-load. Kasi, tell you what, ha, naalala mo yung merong umiikot na graphic dati of how long certain technologies took before they had 1 million users. Parang mm-hmm. radio took. I don't know, 20 years, TV took 10 years, ganyan. Facebook took 5 years. Itong chat GPT reached 1 million users in 5 days. <laughs> five days? In 5 days. Uh, or okay. thereabouts. No? It's what it's the fastest adoption of any technology so far. Kasi nga, matagal nang napag-uusapan yung AI. Kunyari, naalala mo, pinag-uusapan natin yung mga deepfakes, diba? Yung mm-hmm. use, use of AI sa images, sa video. People didn't realize na yung text pala yung isa sa pinaka-importanting pwedeng gamitin ng tao. Kasi, kunyari, isa nga yung potential technology na nasa-threaten na ng chat GPT, yung, yung search engine. Kasi, kunyari, sa Google, di ba, maghanap ka na pwede ka magtanong ng question sa search. Ibibigay niya yung mga search hits. Pero um, hindi niya ipapaliwanag kung ano ibig sabihin ng mga hits na yun. Parang mga top results lang. Si chat GPT... Sasabihin niya yung sagot talaga. I minsan ganyan lang naman ang kailangan mo sa internet. Kailangan mo lang isang tanong, isang sagot. So the, hmm. the technology is really, really groundbreaking. Ano pinakaiba niya rin sa yung talagang nakakausap mo verbally? For example, yung Alexa o kaya Siri. Eto uh, kailangan think, mag-input ka ng text. 
Yeah, may may prompt siya. Actually, it's given uh, rise to this new term eh, called prompt engineering. It's a fancy term. Pero kasi yung quality ng sagot ni ChatGPT depends a lot on the quality of the question. So, kung medyo elaborate yung tanong mo, it becomes accurate. Uh, and ito pa yung interesting thing. So, one of the early problems na na-detect nila, hindi palaging tama yung sinasagot ni ChatGPT. Minsan mali siya. No? Pero kung dagdagan mo yung question mo na, kunyari, pag sinabi mong explain this concept, pwedeng mali yung sagot niya. Pero pag sinabi mong explain this concept as if you are an expert in that concept, usually tama yung sagot. So, ah, it, it's okay. given rise to this new parang art form. No? How do you ask a, a, a good question sa chat? Okay. So, ano yung mga pwedeng masagasaan ito? Kasi ang nakikita ko rito unang-una, pinag-uusapan na naman to worldwide, no? I-effect nito sa academe. Again, dun po sa mga nanonood at nakikinig, no? Lalo mga parents kasi medyo marami tayong manonood na mga seniors, no? <laughs> Hindi po natin pinag-uusapan to para encourage yung mga anak nyo. Tsaka mga batang nanonood po sa ating programa, yung mga nakikinig sa podcast. Hindi po natin pinag-uusapan to to encourage you to actually use this to, let's say, cheat to plagiarize, no? Pinag-uusapan natin to because we want to raise the alarm regarding this problem, no? So, ano yung mga dapat bantayan? For example, sa academe, sabi mo, nakikita ko sa iba, pwede mag-sulit ng ano rito, di ba? Na essay, yeah. paper, tama ba? So, isa sa, isa sa uh, ano, I would say standard practice na, kunyari sa research, no, is this thing called plagiarism checking, which since nausa yung internet, ang dali-dali mag-plagiarize, ikakopy text mo lang yung nasa Wikipedia, for example. Uh, may nag-check na yan. So, there's software that can check plagiarism. Pero since ChatGPT is not copy-paste, it's original text, nagiging mas mahirap na madetect kung plagiarism siya o hindi. So, yung, kunyari, as an educator, kailangan mo nang tingnan kung yung arguments talaga nung sinusulat ng tao uh, make sense. And minsan dyan sumasablay, eh. kunyari, magsulat, you use ChatGPT to create an essay. Sometimes the essay doesn't make sense. Pero yun din yung problema. If you're a student uh, and nagmamadali ka, and by the way, wag na tayo maglokohan, no? There's a thriving underground industry sa mga term paper. Merong, merong, merong mga nagdenegosyo dyan, di ba? Uh, and this is now an automated way of doing it. Now, I, I maybe I slightly disagree about the sense na dapat wag siyang gamitin. I don't think you can stop it. Uh, my challenge to the education industry, and I also teach kasi, is rather than trying to force people or prevent people from using it. How would you adjust your curricula to incorporate yung mga ganyan technology? Kasi yung traditional way of teaching, matagal na nating alam na that's already parang on the on the downtrend. Uh, kasi traditional education puts too much emphasis on cosmetics like grades and doesn't really measure kung naintindihan ba talaga ng estudyante yung yung inaaral nila o hindi. Eh, lalo oh, na pag nahaluan itong chat. Yeah, exactly. Lalo na pag nahaluan itong chat GPT, they can instantly comply with any assignment. It doesn't really, uh, you know, it doesn't really prove kung na talagang alam mo ba yung sinulat mong paper or not. So education Pero, is one. May, you know, may paraan ba, let's, sorry, may, may paraan ba for, let's say, educators to minimize the possibility of certain students using chat GPT? Example, sa paraan ba ng pagtatanong, let's say, magpapasulat tayo ng isang article sa kanila, hindi ba dapat sobrang, di ba pag ginawa mo sobrang general, baka naman napakadali nun for them to make use of chat GPT? 
Well, ang ang the the the, the most foolproof quote unquote is orals. Balik tayo sa orals, no? Face face to face, impromptu or gusto mo may kanting preparation. Uh, but you know that that feels like a step back eh, for me. Eh. Of course, you can do that. Uh, like I have an, uh, a colleague, for example, si si Sherwin Pelayo sa si AAP, uh, and ang inisip niya more along the lines of isadya mo na na paggamit sa student and then let them comment on dun sa sagot ni ChatGPT. Kunyari, mm. ask ChatGPT a question about whatever, no? Uh, a topic. And then explain wh- why that answer is correct or not correct or expound mm. on that answer. Rather, oh, diba, parang ganun eh, yung rather than fight the inevitable. Parang ano lang yan, naalala ko, like uh, sa accounting, no? Malaking big, mal- big deal dati yung using calculators <laughs> in accounting. Mm. But mm. rather than than stop it, uh, focus instead on the essence of what you're studying. No? Like, do the accounting entries make sense rather than preventing people from, from automating yung pag-add? Parang ganun yung naiisip kong dapat direction dyan. Pero in the first place, ba- bakit ba ano, inimbent itong chat GPT na ito? Ano yung pinaka-purpose? Well, well, the, well, obviously, it's part of this growing industry na ng artificial intelligence. And uh, sa AI kasi, dalawang, I would say, dalawang branches ang talagang mainit right now. One is computer vision, which is all about video and photos. Yung pinag-usapan natin dati about defects, that's on the computer vision side. Ito naman is on the language processing, natural language processing, which is chatbots and text and speech-to-text, translation. Like yung Google Translate, that's another earlier, uh, I would say, product of artificial intelligence. Aut- na automatic mm-hmm. translate na niya yung mga bagay-bagay. So, this is an evolution of that where you can now, in a way, converse with an agent and it constantly learns then from yung mga tanong mo. Nagkakaroon na lang, ano, ng profile. Uh, oh, meron akong kamag-anak. Hi. Uh-oh. Hi, Mag Wilma. <laughs> nice to see you. So, anyway, so yun yung, ano, uh, yung point na it's Pero, an evolution. It won't, you can't stop it. Ang tanong na is how does society adjust to this new technology? And how can it be... Mm. How can you use it for good? Wag, wag for bad. Maraming pwedeng paggamitin niya na masama. Eh. Oo nga eh. Kaya, kaya gusto ko na... Kaya kita naisipang invite eh. Kasi nga, maraming pwedeng mapagamitan nito, di ba? Lalo ngayon, ang tindi ng problema ng plagiarism. Kasi nung una, kasi sa background ko, journalism. So nung nag-aaral kami, talaga ang tindi ng, ano, ng mga paalala against plagiarism, di ba? Yeah. Eh, lately... Over the past several years, nakikita ko, parang marami pa rin palang hindi nakakaintindi. Miski dun sa field na yun, no? kung ano yung konsepto ng plagiarism. Ito example, no? ito alam ko, problema to ng ibang mga reporters. Na nag- diba ngayon kasi online, diba? breaking news. Mm. Mga reporters ang ginagawa, iniintay nila mag-break, mabilis mag-break. Hindi sila recover, kokopyahin nila. Copy-copy nila lang, oo. That's plagiarism. Oh. Ako dati, nung nagbe-breaking story pa ako sa field, no? nakita ko, parang parehong-pareho tong lead na to, no? Yung sa mga nanonood po, yung lead, yun po yung first paragraph ng isang news article. Kasi may mga word na, alam mo, pag ikaw yung gumamit, di ba? Hindi naman dahil meron kang Torin's title dun sa word, pero alam mo na, ginamit mo ito. Yun yung writing word. style mo, yun yung expression mo, di ba? Oo, nakita ko siya. Well, <laughs> actually, nahuli ko eh. so, so, on the news ganyan, side, that's, that's, one, that's one part, no? Pero can you imagine copywriting? It's, it's gonna be completely dead. Kasi... Yan ang kasi ng mga writers, diba? If you're able to write very quickly, produce copy. So, on the one hand, yung breaking news is one thing. Paano yung mga columnists? Diba? You don't need columnists anymore. You know, you can just use ChatGPT to generate column. Yung isang ang uh, 
uh, colleague ko si Mon Ibrahim, no? he's, he's a columnist for Manila Bulletin. Uh, napag-usapan namin nung Pasko yan. Eh. Paano na to, Doc? Ka, ano, chat GPT, ganyan. Sabi ko, alam mo, Mon, unahan mo na. Why don't you write the first article na may chat GPT? And that's what he did. No? He can dig it up sa Manila Bulletin. Sabi niya, this is what I think. And then I asked chat GPT this. And then yung bottom half nung uh, column niya, completely AI-driven na yung... Uh, Accurate naman. Well, mukha naman maganda yung lumabas. No? Pero that's the that's the downside. Eh. Uh, on the one hand, it's it's uh, mabilis ka makaproduce ng copy but then on the other hand it can it can make lazy ano ren uh, saka ito papaling isang important uh, part no yung model na training for for at least this version of chatgpt ano yan static walang bagong information yan so according to the creators hindi yan hindi yan updated sa current events so anything after 2021 hindi niya alam yung nangyari so that's Talaga. also yeah a challenge for uh, if you're relying on a, a, a chat GPT for an opinion on a certain topic that's still changing, baka outdated na yung concept uh, by the time na nagsulat siya. But I heard the next version will be, ano na, will incorporate live updates. Yun yung interesting at nakakatakot <laughs> kasi evolving yung data niya. Pero nga, eh, uh, kasi ang basic dito, yung issue ng... Originality, diba? Yung copyright infringement, lahat yan, diba? Pero sa akin, ultimately, it also has to involve yung self-respect mo, diba? Kung matinu ka naman tao, yeah. ba't ka naman magre-realize sa ganon, diba? You can make use of this technology for certain research purposes, diba? Pero kung siya yung gagawa ng trabaho for you, parang yan, diba? Yung ginagawa ng iba, automatically pwede ka mag-generate ng news article using AI technology. Iba naman yung mismong bosses, diba? Kunwari ito, mag-ano mag, ka, mag-deliver mag ka ng news, magbasa ka. Pwede mong gamitin artificial voice, diba? Somebody used ChatGPT to write a skit, basically a script for a scene. And then hmm. they made it into a movie, a short film. Legit. Um, another, actually, let's go to the far end of possible bad uses. Uh, we were we talk a lot about this information, diba? So, hmm. can you use ChatGPT to write fake news? Certainly. Pwede ba? Gawa ka ng outline, bigay mo kay ChatGPT, write an 800-word article on this outline. Pff, Talaga? Oh, Talaga oh. Ano, so, sabi mo, Dominic Ligot was the president of the Philippines. Ah, ano nga, kaya nga yung mga restrictions biglang lumabas eh. Kasi I can say, give me a 500-word hit piece against Ian Esguera. <laughs> against? So, <laughs> oh, so the, 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 the early versions of it, lalabas siya. Of course, it could be completely inaccurate. Pero hindi naman yun yung importante eh. Kung nag-spread ka ng propaganda, it doesn't have to be true. You know? Or it can, also, can only be partly true. So, yun yung mga guardrails na instantly sinet up ng mga creators para hindi siya magamit doon. Pero minsan nakakalusot eh. Depende sa pag-phrase mo nung tanong eh. And that's why uh, it's good, I guess, na people are using it. Pero I can bet the reason why ang daming gumagamit, people are trying to find parang creative ways no? to to find ano, ways around those guardrails. Tsaka, okay. at, I think atat na atat na yung mga tao to, to monetize it. That's also another... It's both good and bad. No? I think... O, paano ba yung monetize to? Well, when you say yun tao, yan. yung ano, yung the people behind ChatGPT? Ay, hindi, mga Imagine. users na. Sila, a they users? just created the framework. So it's up to you as a user, how do you want to use it? Uh, for example, uh, another colleague I met, 
they're building a business. They used to be in medical transcription, uh, mm. which is a whole lot of text. So on source data. What they're planning to do is to use ChatGPT to improve yung mga customer service ano nila, processes nila. So basically incorporating na yung yung knowledge na yon plus yung chatbot into their process and lessen yung manual workaround. Like one challenge in transcription, for example, is uh, mali mali yung grammar, mali yes. mali yung Ma- no, malindinig uh, or mali malindinig. yung ano, no? So you can get an imperfect transcript and let ChatGPT correct it. And, uh, and the uptick in quality is massive. Rather than having a human check the grammar, if all of the salient facts naman nandun na, it's more of how it's written. Tapos minsan sa, the, the people in, med- in medical field know this very well. Eh. May, may protocol yung pagsulat ng mga transcripts. Eh. You have to follow certain conventions and phrasing. Parang journalists. No? Hmm. Uh, ChatGPT will know that no? by default. Hmm. So sabi mo, ito yung mga facts about the case. Can you write it in this format? following these guidelines pack lalabas siya. So di, imagine ano, mo, that's a it's a massive business, you know. It's really useful din to sa mga ano, kuno are law students, 'di ba? Yung gumagawa sila ng parang ano, yung mm. case summary, 'di ba? Pa nagre-review. Case summaries, oh, oh, mga pwede. mga recitals, yeah, exactly, mga su- So, so these are benign, I would say productive uses of it. Uh, mm. pero can you imagine the number of people who kind of do it for a living? Wala nang trabaho yan. Or they have oh, to reinvent uh, themselves, 'di ba? Doon ba talaga papunta yan? Tsaka ito, nabanggit mo yung uh, transcription, no? Ano yan? <laughs> Marami mga journalists yung inis dyan, eh. Yung ano, mag-cover ka naman, napakahabang hearing, di ba? Iba yeah. tamad mag-transcribe, no? Ang nakita kong challenge dyan, yung iba, di ba? Yung idiom. Idiom is an mm. expression na uh, mm. unique to a language, di ba? To a culture. To a language, so, minsan, to, a, to, a, to a situation. Oo, di ba? Minsan may mga idiomatic expression sa American na parang pag Pinoy ka, ano ba ibig sabihin nun? In my neck of the woods, no? Ganun, di ba? Minsan, pag may gumamit na, ng gano'n na in-interview, hindi mo gets, dapat anuhin mo, di ba? May nagsulat, I forgot the exact term, ha? I was just listening to this podcast. Pero sabi niya, they write about this topic in the voice of Donald Trump. <laughs> As oh. if it was Donald Trump talking. And yun, sinulat yung ChatGPT. So, Talaga? yung nuances, yung sinasabi mo earlier about expression, nakakapture nung ano yun. Capture ng model. And this is a very limited model pa at this point. It It's limited, pero I think it's advanced enough to do a lot of things. Yung next version nito is like a thousand times more complex with more data. And aka-open source din yung technology that other people are making. Like, I'm not sure kung final na to or not, but I heard Microsoft was investing in OpenAI.com. No? And, ah, lalabanan? Ay, bibili uh, no, niya. No, they're gonna own it. They're gonna own part of it. So, ma-incorporate na si ChatGPT sa emails, sa calendar. Uh, I guess they can think of so many things that you can do with it. Naalala mo yung, yung MS Word noong unang panahon, merong, <laughs> merong paperclip na ang kulit-kulit. Tinatanong niya, are you writing a letter? These, these are the formats. And I think everyone hated it kasi uh, it was more annoying than, and distracting than it was helpful. Can you imagine mm. a chat GPT-powered version of that? Uh, na hindi lang autocorrect, as in literally uh, can help you optimize your manuscripts. It's a totally different ballgame na talaga itong technology na to. Okay. Uh, promising. Uh, at the same time, alarming. No? Maraming salamat, uh, Doc, 
Dominic Ligot for explaining this very complicated topic again for all of us. I'm sure maraming natutunan yung mga tao. No split tong topic natin eh, pero medyo medyo. Uh, it's still emerging, pro- pero I'm 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 happy na imagine yun, we live to see the day na itong sci-fi stuff. This was sci-fi a couple of years ago. Ngayon oh, nakikita na natin in the Kulang na lang yung Sir Arnold Schwarzenegger, no? <laughs> yeah. Maybe oh, pwede mo tanungin yun eh. Write this article in the voice of the Terminator and may lalabas. <laughs> <laughs> Nakakatawa eh, pero mamaya may Skynet na. Ano? Kaya may nag-comment dito, no? Nako, Skynet. Oh, nakita ko nga yung Skynet eh. <laughs> okay, so again, Mr. Dominic Ligot, uh, maraming salamat for explaining this. As always, dito yung huli pag-uusap natin sa Facts First. Maraming maraming salamat sa'yo. Thank you. Okay. Ano, kumusta? Okay ba? Marami tayong napulot from Mr. Dominic Ligot as uh, usual, no? Ang ganda po ng kanyang baliwanag tungkol sa ChatGPT. Yeah, let's move on to another topic. Pag-uusapan natin ngayon yung, uh, hindi ko masabi kung sudden or talaga nakaplano, no? Pinalitan po yung National Security Advisor. Ang, uh, ang una pong inappoint kasi na National Security Advisor ni President uh, Ferdinand Bongbong Marcos Jr. ay yung professor na si Clarita Carlos. Kung naalala nyo, si uh, Professor Carlos... Uh, madalas natin siyang ano Teka lang ah tayo ng ano Actually dapat third topic to eh Akala ko hindi pa pwede si Senator JB Pero Available na raw siya Okay, hindi natin siya mag-online Yung third topic natin kasi originally yung ano Yung pagpapalit sa National Security Advisor So pag-usapan muna natin yung ano yung uh, crisis sa sibuyas. Yan, sibuyas topic muna tayo. Ayan. Professor De Castro, uh, intay-intay muna tayong konti ano. Dapat third ano. Yan. Mag-online na raw si Senator JB. So pag-uusapan natin yung ano, yung issue ng sibuyas. Okay? Sibuyas. Dahil po ang sibuyas napakamahal dito sa Pilipinas, no? Slightly bumaba, pero during the holidays pumalo ng higit 700 pesos per kilo. Sibuyas, imagine nyo, no? Sibuyas. Uh, in related development, merong uh, at least 10 uh, crew members ng Philippine Airlines ang uh, iniimbestigahan yata ng management, no? Although hindi naman sila kinasuhan ng, ano, ng authorities dahil daw nagpasok ng, ano, ng sibuyas at saka prutas galing sa Middle East, no? Ang violation daw nila ay ano ba yan? Plant quarantine law. Hindi naman dahil smuggling. No? Pero marami na is kanina doon sa Senate investigation, doon sa pagpalo ng presyo, pagsipa ng presyo ng sibuyas, eh bakit hindi pagtuunan ng Bureau of Customs yung talagang big time smugglers ng onion? Uh, na isa sa mga tinuturong dahilan kung bakit napakamahal po ng sibuyas dito sa Pilipinas ngayon. Ayun, so sinasabi, bakit merong ganong ano? Bakit merong ganong double standard, no? Uh, na, 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 na lagyan ng focus itong nangyari doon sa uh, crew members ng PAL pero ano bang ginagawa ng gobyerno pagdating doon sa sa pagsipa ng presyo ng onions at unang-una bakit ba mahal diba? kulang ba tayo sa supply mabagal ba importation ng ating uh, Department of Agriculture meron bang mga nagho-hoard kanina may mga uh, nag-appear po no, ng mga farmers doon sa Senado kanina. Sinasabi nila, isang agriculturist, sinasabi, ang mura-mura ng pagkakabili sa kanila ng traders, no? nasa magkano ba? Impression na binili sa kanila raw ay 
Yan. 8 pesos to 15 pesos per kilo. Sabi ng isang municipal agriculturist sa San Jose Occidental Mindoro. Tapos nagulat sila nang binebenta na raw yung sibuyas dito sa Metro Manila. Wow. More than 500, more than 600 pesos. Eh bakit po ganon? Ayan. Teka. Uh, ayan. Okay. Nandiyan ni Senator JV or hers ito. Okay. Uh, Prof. Rene. Hintay uh, lang po muna tayo dyan. Kapi muna kayo ha. Okay. Uh, so I'd like to welcome to our program again. Nagbabalik po ang ating uh, isa sa mga naging guest na before. Si Senator JV or hers ito. Magandang gabi po sir. Thank you for joining us. Sa Fox. Hi, uh, Christian. Christian, good evening. Magandang gabi sa'yo. Okay. Pag-usapan natin mo itong ano. Good evening po. Uh, nagkaroon ng pagdinig yung Senado po kanina no? tungkol dun sa pagsipa ng presyo ng sibuyas. Bago natin ano, himayin kung bakit ba napakataas ang presyo ng sibuyas sa Pilipinas at anong ginagawa ng gobyerno dito. Isa sa mga tinutukan nyo ron yung nangyari sa PAL crew members. No? Ano bang kwento nila ron? Well, yung una ko nabase, no, first came out, I think, last night na lumabas sa news, sa social media, that uh, 10 crew members of the of Philippine Airlines from Saudi were, uh, ano, no, were held at the airport kasi nga nag-smuggle. Yung heading kasi nung news article was uh, uh, attempted to smuggle in onions, no? Uh, sabi, 40 kilograms pa. Pero I was able to obtain... Uh, yung report na nagginawa na po rin sa, sa airport no? ng, uh, ng Bureau of Customs. Apparently, Christian, yung kanila pong inismagal, eh, tinignan ko yung ano, 1 kilogram, 1.5, 2, 2 kilograms, 3 kilograms. Meron lang isang 9 kilograms. Pero, Christian, kung ganyan karami, palagi ko hindi yan, uh, walang intention to sell. No? Ito ay for personal consumption. Ang punto ko rito, kaya ako nilabas to kanina sa hearing on the rising prices of onion, this is already the situation we are in right now na nakakalukot. Alam naman natin, ang wife ko dati rin uh, isang crew member, ano yan, uh, flight uh, stewardess ng Cathay Pacific and Philippine Airlines. E minsan, pag, um, pag, dahil mabiyay sila, may chance sila, minsan nagdadala ng pasalubong yan para sa pamilya. No? It's, eh, eh, Christian, nakakalukot. Sa halip na Chocolate, pabango, fruit, uh, mansana, sa so, ubas ang dala nila. Eh, ang dala nila, sibuyas na. So, ganun na talaga yan. That already speaks of our, uh, the kind of uh, situation we are in right now, lalo na sa onions na nabanggit ko na. Sumobra ang taas. In fact, nakakalungkot. Pati nga yung mga, mga burger joints, yung mga uh, McDonald's, Burger King, naka, may nakalagay na na no fresh onions sa kanilang mga hamburgers. So, naka, ano, talagang malaking problema ito. I think a lot of things were discussed uh, during the hearing na talagang nakakalungkot kasi hindi lang smuggling ang problema, Christian. No? I think marami dito mga middleman, mga, mga traders that take advantage uh, of our farmers. Sila po yung kumikita, sila po ang may cartel, sila po ang nandindigta ng presyo para po Tumakas yung kita nila habang sobra naman nila pinagsasabantalan ang ating po mga uh, farmers. Okay, isa-isahin po natin yung, ano, yung issue. No? At teka, bago pala yan. Curious lang ako. Nung sinabon nyo, sinita nyo yung mga Bureau of Customs no, ang, ang nasabon dito kanina. No? Ano sabi nila dun sa regarding the PAL crew members? Well, ang sinasabi nila, wala daw uh, 
declaration or uh, permit from the Bureau of Quarantine or plants plants bayon pero hindi yun eh kasi ang lumabas na Christian ay uh, they were attempting to smuggle in uh, uh, onions yung po ang lumabas at ang nakakalungkot dito talaga Christian eh, they are now in danger of losing their jobs or being suspended kasi po syempre Philippine Airlines will now be ano no will now uh, file administrative case against them or investigate kasi nga nakaano sila eh naka-uniform sila eh nakakalungkot ang Christian coming from an 8-hour flight, alam naman, alam ko kung gano'n ako, sobra nakakapagod yung mga long-haul flights, no? Eh, ganito pa nangyari. So, yun na, ano, sana naman, I hope Philippine Airlines wouldn't, ano, dahil walang kasalanan itong crew, I think, what, the, yung mga inuwi po nila, really for personal consumption. And I would do the same. Eh, sabi nga ni Idol Rafi Tulbo kanina, magkatabi kami, eh, kahit man ako, eh, mag-abroad, eh, may chance ako mapunta ng grocery doon at mura ang sibuyas. Mag-uwi din ako. No? So, Buti pala yung dapat uwi ng sibuyas ng recent travel. Ang violation daw, plant quarantine lo. Yes. At saka, Christian, ang sa akin. Nakakatawa, nakakainis. Ang sa akin, Christian, because I'm the author of the anti-agriculture smuggling law, no? which is one of the first laws that I was able to pass as a result of the rampant rice smuggling in 2015 naman, nagkahiring. Kaya may pasalamat na isunong natin yung anti-agriculture smuggling law. Kaya lang, ang intention ko as the principal author of this measure is to go after the big-time agricultural smugglers. Yung pang talagang container ang nilalabas. No? Ito, yung, ito yung pumapatay sa agricultural industry. Hindi po ito mga uh, airline crew. No? Hindi yan ang ating intention. Our intention is really to go after and find economic sabotage to these big-time agricultural uh, smugglers. Okay, nabanggit yung smuggling. No? Isa-isahin natin, kanina pinhapiyawan nyo na. No? Ano ba yung, based sa pagdinig kanina, tsaka dun sa mga pagtatanong nyo, ano ba talaga yung dahilan kung bakit napakamahal ng presyo ng sibuyas sa Pilipinas? Is it smuggling? Uh, mahina ba yung uh, discarte when it came to importation? Ano yung nakikita yung pinakadahilan? Well, ang tingin ko rito, yung those tra- traders, yung mga middleman, yung mga agents who take advantage of our uh, of our farmers. Kanina lumabas isang hearing, nagsell tayo taga uh, Mindoro, no? Sidental Mindoro, yung agricultural uh, officer nila. Eh, Christian, ang binibili pala sa mga, ang pagbili ng mga traders, tatlong layers daw yan eh, yung agents, no? Bago pumunta sa buyer bago pumunta sa logistics sa sa truck forwarding ang bili nila anywhere anywhere from 8 pesos to 15 pesos last december tapos hmm. nung pinatungan na pinatungan hangga't na umabot dito sa Metro Manila nag-hoarding naman no nagkaroon naman ng hoarding para tumaas ang presyo ay umabang magkano nga yan 500 600 pesos imagine 8 pesos ang pagkakabili ibinenta na 600 pesos eh, grabe naman ito, sobra na ang ano, nakakaawa no. Ang nagpagod dito, yung mga farmers, ang nagsasabantala o nagte-take advantage talaga are the traders, the cartels, and these hoarders. Ito kaya nga Christian, akong bala ko ngayon as a result of this uh, hearing, I will file an amendment to my law which is anti-agricultural law to include hoarding, profiteering, and also cartels. Dapat isama dito. At as ano yung magiging parusa? Ano yung proposal nyo? Well, economic sabotage pa rin. No? Uh, 
ang reason being, rasyonal natin diyan Christian, kasi pag bumaba ang kita ng ating mga farmers, pag ganyang binabarat ang presyo nila, syempre yung kanilang purchasing power, bababa rin. No? So, hindi sila makakabili ng kanilang mga gamit, mga, mga pakilat, iba pa, pero kung maganda ang kita ng ani, maganda yung kita nila, they have more purchasing power, makakabili sila ng mga gamit ng anak nila, sa hardware, papayos sila bahay nila, yeah, minsan may nagsasabok pa, bibili sila ng magsiselebrate sila. Kung baga, yung ekonomiya natin tumatakbo kapag maganda ang takbo ng, ng sektor ng agrikultura kasi ang mga magsasaka, pamilya nila, ay merit purchasing power, umiikot ang pera, tumatakbo ang ekonomiya natin. That's economic sabotage. So yung mga hoarders, yung mga profiteer, profiteers at mga cartel who take advantage of uh, our poor farmers, dapat sila ay makasama rin at makasuha ng economic sabotage. At, at present ba, Senator, hindi pa sila pwedeng habulin using that crime, economic sabotage? Kasi parang pretty obvious naman, no? Kung nabili mo ng 7 to 15 pesos sa farmers, sisipa ng up to more than 700 pesos per kilo. Garapal pa sa garapal yung nangyari, di ba? So obviously, may, <laughs> Sobra, may ng abuso rito. Hindi ba ba natin pwedeng gamitin sa kanila yan? Well, I have yet, I have to check on that no? kung meron batas na pwedeng pagbasihan. Kaya nga, as a result of this uh, hearing sa uh, Christian, eh, para hindi sabihin at na tayo laging uh, ano lang, yung hearing ng hearing. Tulad nung nangyaring uh, rampant rice smuggling, na ipasa natin anti-agriculture smuggling. No? And uh, as a result of this hearing, I will now file an amendment to include all of these uh, crimes no? from profiteering, uh, cartels, and uh, um, itong hoarding. Hmm. On the part of the DA officials na mga nakausap nyo kanina, may iba kayong mga colleagues talagang mukhang sila yung DNA, no? yung DA. Ano, ano yung mga nakita yung pagkukulang o yung hindi pa ginagawa para ma-address yung problem na to? Kasi powerful naman ang DA, ang government, di ba? Malaki ang kasalanan ng DA no, kung bakit uh, humina ang sektor agrikultura. In fact, Christian, two laws that I, I passed, no? yung anti-agriculture smuggling law and the yung sugarcane, Industry Development Act are all pro, are all uh, inte, ang intention po nito is really to protect and strengthen the local industry to protect the farmers and strengthen the local agricultural industry ang problema uh, ang Department of Agriculture and its attached agencies uh, after the passage of these laws left and right ang issuance ng uh, uh, authorities to import kumbaga naging ano na legalized na smuggling eh. Eh, sabi nga ni Senator Cynthia, dapat palitan ang pangalan ng Department of Agriculture, dapat ay Department of Importation. Kasi instead of supporting our local farmers and our local industry, uh, local agriculture industry, importation na tayong import. Lahat na ini-import na natin, Christian, nakakalungkot. In the 70s or 80s, we were the ones teaching Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia on uh, the sector of agriculture. Sila natuto sa atin how to produce rice. Eh ngayon tayo na nag import sa kanila. Sibuyas, bawang, asukal, lahat na ini-import. Even na pampano, ini-import na natin. So I guess the Department of Agriculture officials and its attached agencies parang masyado nang ano, naging depend sa importation because it's easier. Probably, may kum- hindi probably, mukhang talaga may kumikita dito sa importation. Kaya... Talaga, napabayaan na ang sektor ng, ng, uh, ng agrikultura. Hmm. 
Tama ba yung ano? Ang basa ko rito kasi parang napaka-simple. No? Parang ginigisa sa, sa sarili mantika yung mga... Ito, ito, in particular, onion farmers. no Binarat sila sa pagbilis sa kanila ng sibuyas. Pinatungan ng katakot-takot ng traders. Binenta ng mas mahal. Hinord pagdating sa Metro Manila, I suppose. In response, ang gagawin ng gobyerno mag-i-import. At pa nag-import, paano nilang mababawi yung nawala sa kanila? Tama ba? Tama. Ang nakakalungkot dito, Christian... Yung mag-import, hindi naman masama kung talagang it will just stabilize the price at kung meron talagang short shortage. no Dapat may estimate naman yan eh, kung ilang tons ang kinakailang import. Ang problema, sinosobrahan lagi, madalas more than double, triple, uh, even more yung uh, binibigay na import permit. Kaya talagang bumabagsak ang presyo ng mga agriculture products, uh, in this case, yung sibuyas. At ang masama pa, Christian, another point, is that uh, the DA issues the permit just when it's harvest season. Di ba? Mm-hmm. Kung kailan babawi na ang mga farmers doon sa kanila puhunan, sa kanila mga nalugi doon, eh doon pa mag issue ng import permit. Di ba bagsak na naman ang presyo ng, mm-hmm. ng kanilang produkto? No? Ang nanakalukot presyo. Tama. In fact, itong January, na supposedly, in, ano nila, ang projection ng mga farmers, babawi sila. May tatlong farmers ang nag-suicide. Nakakalungkot. Diyan po sa Pangasinan niya ito sa Mayambang. No? Dahil nga, alam mo, Christian, they, ano, nangungutang sila dito eh. Nangangapital na ba ngayon? Umutang sa bangko. Akala nila, dahil makakabawi na sila, makakabayad na sila sa utang, abay, eh, bumo, nag-import, nagbigay ng import permit ang DA, bagsak ang presyo, kaya ayun, hindi na alam anong gagawin, ayun, tatlo ang nagpakamatay sa mga magsasaka natin, which is really very, very, very sad, nakakalungkot talaga. Ano yung tapo ng DA? Ang isang narinig kanina, yung original yata 20,000 metric tons yung plano nilang import, no? So, nung napagalitan niya yata ng mga senador, <laughs> binabanaraw ba? Ganun ba yung nangyari? 5,000? Ang kanilang commitment ay 5,000 uh, metric tons na ang kanilang import para naman ma-protection ma- ng ating mga farmers. Pero inya, ba't ba- so, yan? So sana, ba- kumparin nila. Natatansya naman yan. Di ba natatansya naman yan? Kasi isa sa mga punto ng mga kanila, hindi nyo ba naplano ng maaga yan? Exactly. Talagang poor planning or uh, ba- poor estimate or, or if not, talagang Siguro mas malaki ang kita sa importers. May kumikita dito, kaya gano'n na lang. Uh, hindi na sa sibuyas. Sa, sa asukal, may problema rin tayo sa sugar. I, may mother hills from Negros. I, for a fact that uh, the SRA and uh, yung mga ibang co-ops dyan, ano, nako, issue na uh, gano'n din. Is, uh, left and right ang issuance or uh, pagbigay nila ng authority to import. Eh, mukhang, ano, I think it's has become very profitable for some day uh, officials and agencies, kaya talagang masyado na naging dependent sila sa importation. Okay, malungkot na balita. No? Well, uh, may, may susunod na hearing pa po ba kayo o ito na yan? Uh, depende kay Senator Cynthia. No? Uh, kung, I think it is, ako sa akin, suffice na kasi nakita na natin yung mga, uh, yung mga kung ano nangyayari talaga eh. No, sa mga traders and how they really take advantage of our farmers and the smuggler, itong cartel. Siguro kung magkaroon man ng Christian, I hope yung, yung amendment ko to the anti-agriculture smuggling law, siguro pwede na rin connection to this uh, uh, issue. Mukhang doon, baka sa susunod, doon na tayo 
mag-duet. No? Kasi isasama na natin yung, again, isasama na natin ang cartels, hoarding, and profiteering with the anti-agriculture smuggling law. Okay. Senator Javier, here's ito. Maraming salamat pa for joining us tonight. Alam ko, galing pa kayo sa labas, no? <laughs> thank you. Thank maraming you. maraming salamat, ha? Batiin natin yung aso nyo. Nakikita ko yan sa Facebook. Andito si... Andito nga. Andito pa, ikot-ikotik. Andito yung pangalan yan? Si Nick. Nick. Si Nick. Yung aking black German Shepherd. Yes, yes. Ito, ito, ito. Ito, ito, ito. Sa program natin, Senator, pwede pumati ng aso. Yung pusa ko. Ayan na, ayan na. Ayan na, ayan na. Mahilig pala kayo sa mga lalaking aso, ha? Oo. Kaya pala, ano, ha? Yung mga nanonood, tingnan niyo yung ano, transformation ni Senator JV ko nakikita niyo sa social media. Two years, grabe ah. Ang laki ng pinayat niyo, grabe. Hard work works, so talagang ano lang. Pero ano rin, Christian, aside from uh, exercise, regular exercise, ang kailangan talaga yung ano rin, food intake, kinakailangan din talagang, ano, talagang bantayan. So, yun, Last. kailangan ano. Senator. <laughs> Curious ako, Senator, ha? kasi nakikita ko kayo sa social media, magka-Facebook tayo. No? Madalas kayo mag-bike, di ba? Sabi nyo, meron kayo hashtag eh, pag-ahon, lamon. Totoo yan, no? nag-bike. <laughs> Ahon, lamon. Ang tanong ko, inuubos siya ba lahat ng kinakain niya na nga? Kasi parang, Actually, kasi, diba? madaling bawiin. Eh. Pag, pag inubos tama. na, balik uli yung ano. Hindi, parang ano ko nalang joke ko sa mga ka-bikers kasi yung mga fit na, can afford na sila eh. Pag, sabi ko, yan yun na, pag may ahon, may lamon. Diba? Pero ako, I try now kung makakaskip ako ng breakfast. No? So, nag-IF ako. I eat already lunchtime na. So, nagkakapi na lang ako no? pag nagbabike. So, lunchtime na ako makain. Para at least one meal ang nabawas. So, two meals a day na lang po. Okay. Sige, marami pa ako gusto itanong sa inyo, pero later on na yun, yung gusto ko pag-usapan yung biking, no? Yung to make our streets more bike-friendly. Kasi isa kayo sa mga public officials sa talaga nagbabike to work, no? Sinusu- gina- ginagawa niya, di ba? Tama yes, ba? ginagawa ka yan, yes. Ayan. O, sige, bike to sa work. Ibang, <laughs> sa ibang araw yan. Sige, sir. Maraming salamat Thank po you. for joining us tonight. Thank you po. Thank, Thank you, Christian. Sige po. Ayan, Senator JV, no? Tingnan yung transformation. Sa program natin kasi medyo informal to, no? Kung nung sa ANC ko siya in-interview, hindi pwedeng bumati yung aso. <laughs> anyway, pinapagaan ko lang yung pakaramdam nyo kasi nakakagigil yung issue ng sibuyas, no? Mamaya may sasabihin akong, ano, kakaunti, kaunti after nung third interview natin. Kaya may pack program nga ngayong gabi, no? May sasalita ako ng konti tungkol dyan sa sibuyas na yan kasi nakakagigil yan, eh, no? Mahilig pa naman ako sa sibuyas, lalo yung caramelized onion sa, sa ating burger. Okay, I'd like to introduce our third guest. Pag-usapan natin yung pagkakatanggal doon sa National Security Advisor, yung unang appointee ni President Bongbong Marcos, na si Professor Clarita Carlos. Kaya naman siya in-appoint? Uh, June 30, okay. Mga six months, no? More or less. Bigla siyang pinaritan. Ang pinarit sa kanya, yung dating official ng Duterte Administration, dating DILG Secretary, uh, at ngayon yung National Security Advisor na si uh, former pul- uh, former military general, si Eduardo Anyo. So, makakausap natin ngayong gabi ang isang security analyst. Dati rin siyang ano, naging uh, consultant sa National Security Council. I'd like to welcome again to our program si Professor Renato De Castro. Isa po siyang professor ng International Studies sa De La Salle University. At higit po dyan, pag tinignan niya kanyang body of work, siya po ay isang uh, security analyst. Magandang gabi po. Magandang gabi, Christian. Nice to see you again. Kamusta ka na? Ito, okay naman po. Nagbago ko ng set eh. Para medyo cute naman ng konti. 
<laughs> ano sir, ano bang basa niyo rito? Bakit biglang pinaritan si ano, si Clarita well, Carlos? Naglabas lang kanina siya ng statement na she was not replaced. She voluntarily decided to transfer. Okay. So kung, Pero to that's should, according should to her. Should accept that in face value? Well, that's what she said. Uh, probably she felt na she's not any more useful in the hmm. National Security Council. Hmm. Pero kaya anong basa niya? Well, I, I think uh, she found the condition in the National Security Council not conducive to her as an academic. Because it's very challenging. Then, uh, well, uh, I work, you know, I do consultancy in government. I work as a consultant in the National Security Council. And I also uh, do teaching in some government agencies. You, you have to be very, you know, it's a different environment. Being an academic is, of course, very challenging in a you know in a bureaucratic setting. Because iba yung context niya eh. Number one, iba yung objectives mo. As an academic, you know, we're both academics. We're also teaching in USD. We're supposed to our goal is to determine what we call the abstract notion of the truth, hmm. like a journalist. Uh, that's not the way government operates. Government operates in terms, of course, policy and of course accountability. No? Uh, so that's a very they're not concerned about academic issues they're concerned about what is useful for us you know uh supposed to be academics they are in the ivory tower when you're in government policy has to do with you know what is to be done given this problem you're not any more concerned about explanation prediction you're concerned on a day-to-day -day basis then suddenly somebody will tell you no let's try to explain everything let's uh uh, use certain academic tools, you know, syllabus, so forth and so on. So you'll hmm. be sounding like a voice in the wilderness. So uh, hmm. I've been, you know, I've uh, done consultancy in a number of governments. So I find it necessarily, really, the important thing is you have to adjust. That we have a answer. number of successful academics who also became successful government officials. Like, for example, my model here, of course, is Henry Kissinger. Mm, yun nga. Magbabanggit sana ako ng mga ganun, di ba? Kunwari, in more, um, um, more, more, a more recent example, yung sina Condoleezza Rice, no? Mga academic yeah. din naman yan. Tapos, they, they, they did very fair, well sa government. Yun ba ang reason? Uh -huh. Dito, in the case of Clarita Carlos, so baka naman we're seeing, we're not seeing something, uh, or we refuse to see something else. <laughs> well, of course, she ruffled some feathers, like, uh, <clears throat> Uh, of course, in certain appointments, appointees niya, that became very controversial. Sino ba? I won't have to mention their name. Uh, one of them, of course, eventually was not appointed. Oh, wait, the military, the foreign service, and the intelligence agency raised hell about this person's mm -hmm. appointment. Mm -hmm. No question regarding his, uh, you know, his loyalty or what's mm -hmm. basically he's been doing with the government, you know, uh, confidential information. With the foreign government at the bayan? Yeah, supposed to be. You know, the fact oh, that he studied in another country. Oh, kasi I won't have to mention that. Oh, it like spill over in public. Uh, it came out on the newspaper. Oh, and eventually okay. he decided not to... Uh, he was not appointed. That's what I heard. But mm -hmm. so, uh, sinasab iba, how does this reflect on the Marcos administration? Para bang hindi pa tumatagal ng isang taon, eh yung mga certain officials na rin pinarita na. Yeah, weeding out process. Probably uh, the, this administration realized that they're not 
uh, you know, they hindi sila nagfi-fit dun sa agenda of this government. So they have to be replaced. Pag ganun, ano ang agenda ng government? Kasi may mga nakakausap ako na sinasabi nila, syempre wala namang perfect appointee, no? Sinasabi nila yung mga pros and cons dun sa pagkaka-appoint ni Clarita Carlos. So, ayoko muna pag-usapan yung cons, no? Pero dun sa pros, sinasabi nila, at least hindi siya mukhang ano, no? Hindi siya mukhang sunod-sunuran. That she spoke her mind. Uh, for instance, on the issue of red baiting before, no? Sinabi niya, ano siya, counterproductive. So, that yeah. was a welcome statement coming from the National Security Advisor. But, yeah, so, tingin niyo ba, course. mukhang mga ganong statement somehow didn't sit well with the supposed hawks been, yeah. in the yes. administration. Oh, yeah, no. those of, especially those who, uh, you know, carry over from the previous administration who were really dead set on trying to sustain, maintain a sustained campaign against supposed to be the communist insurgency to end the communist insurgency. So for them, this is not something useful to their agenda to end the communist insurgency by appearing dubbish, you know, given the fact that you know they have uh, been sustained by you know the momentum of the previous administration. So mm-hmm. I've heard that. I've heard that story. Oh. Well, kasi iba yung structure natin eh. Uh, uh, let's go to the origin of the national security uh, system, no? It originated in the United States, no? Uh, the, it, in fact, in the case of the United States, it's legislated. They have the National Security Act of 1947. The, uh, the system of a National Security Council is based on the notion of a war cabinet. So they're supposed to give advice to the president. It was patterned after the British War Cabinet when the United, you know, when the Cold War began in nineteen in the 1940s, Congress decided to follow the pattern. No? The, it's an abnormal situation. So they have the it's in, in the case of the American system, is enacted law. The task of the National Security Council in the United States is to coordinate the three major instruments of statecraft. In the American system, number one, of course, you have the military, no, under the Department of Defense. Then, of course, you have the uh, intelligence agency. You have, of course, the CIA, the National Security uh, Agency, and other. You have twenty-five. Then, of course, you have the State Department. So, the task of the National Security Advisor and National uh, Security Council is to coordinate the uh, the three instruments of statecraft. So uh, they could not approach the president directly. It's American system. The uh, National Security Act Council, uh, Council acts as what you call the gatekeeper. None of any of those line agencies, whether you're the Secretary of Defense, Secretary of State, or, or let's say the Director of Intelligence, you cannot approach the president directly. You have to approach the National Security Council. So ang tawag sa American system ng National Security Council, it's the gatekeeper. In our case in the Philippines, our National Security Council is not legislated. It's created by an executive order. So it's not really uh, fitted into our legally into our structure. So in the case of the Philippines, you will have, of course, the Secretary of Foreign Affairs, the Secretary of the Department of Defense, even the intelligence agencies could go directly to the president, not in the American system. So this is a thing challenge, you know, when I was in the uh, NSC, 
during the time of General Cesar Garcia, we were trying, we were pushing for a legislated National Security Council. That's the task, no? Isa pang task ng National Security Council, again, this is based on the American system, is to come out with the National Security Policy, which talks about ano ba yung situation sa buong mundo, then of course, you have to come out with the National Security Strategy. That will become the basis, for example, the National Military Strategy. So the National Security Council acts as number one, gatekeeper, and number two, it's supposed to coordinate to uh, impose what we might consider the presidential agenda on this line agencies. We don't have that system here. We just have a National Security Council that is simply, uh, as the term implies, you know, providing just advice to the president. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Hindi kita madinig, Christian. Ayan, sorry. Nakamute pala ako. Umubo kasi ako, sir. Sorry. So, yun yung, ano, ayun yung difference natin, no? Uh, in, uh, in the case of... Model, of course, the model is the American system. Uh, we have it... a poor uh, copy of the American system. Kaya, hmm. nasa sideline palagi ang National Security uh, Advisor. Oh, nga. Sa American system. Yeah. Sa pagkakatanda ko, yung malawas covering yung mga ganyang issues, no? Parang medyo low-key talaga ang National Security Advisor, no? Parang lately lang mas nagiging prominent, no? Dito, in the case of uh, uh, Professor Clarita Carlos, I don't think marami naman nag-question ang kanyang credentials when she was appointed. Pero there are also certain uh, views na, teka, makikinig ba sa kanya si President Marcos? O baka naman token appointment siya or baka naman enamored lang siya dahil or, uh, isa siya sa mga maanong tanong. As a spoil system. <laughs> Game magbasa. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Mas malalaya tayo na. <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, the system here. Uh, you get op- uh, positions in government because you help the administration get elected. That's what we call oh, the Chinese so spoil system. Pero yun nga, ang isang ano dyan, isang concern nga, would the military actually listen to her, an academic, di ba? Pero on the bright it's side, okay it. na... Ma- it's how you package it. It's At saka importanteng civilian yung nakaupo, di ba, civilian? Saka, of course, uh, you know, again, the military, the intelligence agency have a different mindset. Sa valanga ng security, Cristiano, this is what I teach, security studies, always worst-case scenario ang tingin mo. So if you look mm. at a country, worst-case scenario yan. If you're optimistic, you think that the world will be a peaceful place, then from the perspective of the diplomats, the intelligence agency, and the military, you're out of tune. Mm. So kung sasabihin mo, national security is about uh, issues like, for example, the climate change, uh, resources. Kasi iba, iba yung mentality ng intelligence, military, Pero, national security, talagang what we call the narrow notion of national security. Pero mali ba si Professor Carlos doon? She was articulating that, di ba? Hindi ba tama naman siya doon? Well, uh, Gusto niya yung all-encompassing some... national security framework, di ba? Uh, what called the human security? Hindi sanay ang military sa notion ng human security. They've been trained on the narrow notion of national security. You always okay. look at, you know, if you have deal with another country, always worst case scenario yan. Hmm. Eto, that's that's ano naman... yung bias ng security studies especially when you talk about the narrow tradition, ayun din yung bias ng mga security agencies. Okay. Anong basa nyo rito sa ano? Pag-appoint uh, naman kay um, 
former uh, general Eduardo Año. Kasi ang sinasabi ni iba, dapat maganda nga yung appointment ni Clarita Carlos dahil civilian siya, di ba? Eh ngayon, dating militar uli yung nasa NSA. Uh, well, siguro, dala-dala pa rin niya yung, again, yung the traditional military narrow notion of uh, security. Uh, you always have to be very suspicious. You always have to think in terms of the worst case scenario. No, and uh, ang focus mo palagi is what you call the traditional security threat, which is of course another state. No, hindi ka nagaano diyan ng climate change. No, uh, tinatawag mong widening the issue of security kasi again, you clash with what you call the organizational uh, culture, organizational view ng mga agencies na to. Mm. Although, to be fair, no, nagtanong-tanong ako before sa previous administration, they they had good feedbacks regarding Secretary Anyo. No? Very professional daw, especially oh, in that position yung DILG. No? Kasi napakadali ipoliticize niya. Eh. Kaya takot sa kanya yung mga mayor. No? Kasi, oh. <laughs> ano lang, siya, uh, wala siyang ambisyon na tumakbo whatsoever. Before he became the uh, chief of staff, he was, of course, the uh, the head of uh, ISAP, Intelligence yes. Service Armed Forces of the Philippines. Hmm. So yeah, they, they, they think this actually is an improvement in terms of the appointment given the, the national security issues that we have now. Well, uh, appointing uh, someone like Anyo. Something to be tested again. Whether he uh, again uh, whether he would say the right thing that would satisfy the uh, the agencies, those uh, agencies that are linked with what we I call the traditional notion of statecraft, the diplomats, the uh, you know intelligence agency, and the military. Now whether. Uh, he would, they would welcome him. Uh, they will be able to deal with him. No? Uh, and of course, isadjing factor then is the uh, other countries. No? Uh, if you talk about, let's say, uh, let's try to be close to one country, then other countries would say, are you trying to side with that other country? And uh, you might be challenging our interests. Mm. I don't have to uh, expound on this. Yes. Yeah, so, so isang okay. element din dyan. Of course, isa din task ng National Security Advisor or National Security Council is you interact with your counterpart from other countries. Mm-hmm. Although Dr. Carlos, of course, uh, it was announced, she went to Russia, she went to Moscow. Mm-hmm. I don't think that sits well with our Western allies. Bakit nga pala sa Moscow? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I just heard it from the news. Oh. Alam ba nang ano yan? Pinaalam naman siguro sa DFA yan, no? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Well, mm-hmm. I don't think the DFA has a problem. We're supposed to be officially neutral mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to the uh, Ukraine-Russia war. But I don't think that sits well with the other governments mm-hmm. that we consider Especially. as an ally and as security partners. Mm-hmm. Pero dito, finally, do you think, di ba importante ko advisor ka? Technically, dapat pinapakinggan ka ng presidente, no? Uh, do you think uh, Clarita Carlos was being listened to by the president? I'm sorry, or... I don't have any. I'm not privy to their uh, his relate her relation. I'm sorry, her relationship mm. with uh, with her boss. Mm. And that's very crucial. That the National Security Council should, of course, have the confidence, full confidence, of the president. Uh, the same way mm. as although, again, going back to the history, Kissinger and of course Nixon eventually developed a close relationship. Condoleezza Rice, of course, developed a very good relationship with uh, George W. Bush, uh, Jimmy Carter, with Signet Brzezinski. Now, uh, sometimes, because they also play as the uh, 
what do you call this, the the alter ego of the president, especially when it comes to security issues. Mm-hmm. No, nung panahon ni Ronald Reagan. I don't know if you remember yung Iran scandal. Yung nagbebenta pala ng weapons, nagpapadala ng oh, weapons sa oh, oh, US yes. uh, Iran, oh, oh, oh. although may trade embargo. This was mm-hmm. covert operation conducted by the National Security uh, Council in the United States. Pero wala man tayo ng complication. Kinover ng National Security Council yung violation ni Reagan. Ni Reagan, ni Ronald Reagan. Iran consulate. I'm old enough to remember. I'm I'm already 60. I'm already a mature uh, senior academic given my age. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I could still remember what happened, what transpired in the 80s. No? Okay. Sige. Maraming salamat, Professor uh, Renato De Castro for... Hindi uh, ko na, uh, ano, Christian, pareho pala tayong cat person. Ganun ba? Oo. Okay. Lalo na yung kulig mo, yung kulig mo sa De La Salle University. Dito kasama ko yung pusa ko ngayon. Gusto mo naka Ah sige, patingin, patingin. Patingin ang pusa niyo. Oh. Kailan makita natin ang pusa niyo? Mahal na mahal yan ng kulit mo sa USD. Ah, okay oh. Ano yan yung yung asawa Wala. po kasi ni Professor De Castro ay uh, co-faculty ko po sa USD. Nasa na, nasa na. Ayun, ginisi ko eh. Wow. Ano pong pangalan? Buster. Buster? Oh, Buster. Lalaki, no? lalaki. Pag nagtutulog, dating lalaki. <laughs> hi, lalaki. hi, Buster. Uh, okay, nice to okay, meet sige. you. Okay. Sige, sige Professor. Sige. Maraming salamat. Nice to okay. see your cat, no? Si, okay. si Buster. Buster, yeah. oh. Namalia nice nung, nung, nung kulig mo sa ano, aking, my spouse. Oo, si, uh, <laughs> <laughs> si Mom De Castro. Okay. Pag-alaman oh. namin, uh, ano yan, mahal yan. Uh, oh. uh, sige sir, maraming salamat okay. po for joining us. Thank Lumang you. Thank time, you. Thank mo yung ano man, yung uh, pussycat mo. Nasa labas. Ha? Ah? Nasa, Nasa labas po. Oo, nila Ito sa kwarto pa namin natutulog. Sa kama uh, namin pag bago kami ano. Baka kasi tumalon-talon eh kaya ano nag-ingat <laughs> muna ako. <laughs> oh, sige. Okay, nice okay. to see you again, Christian. Sir, maraming salamat. Nice to see I you again. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Thank you po. Thank you sir. Okay. Oh, siksik yung program natin, no? Bago yan, meron tayong ano. Kanina lang iniisip ko kasi, no? Kung minonitor niyo po yung hearing kanina sa si Senado tungkol doon sa Sibuyas crisis, nadidiin doon yung DA, no? Isa sa mga issues dyan. O anong ginagawa niyo rin sa mga sa mga nag-hoard? Anong ginagawa niyo rin sa mga traders sa abusado? Siyempre, kasama sa mga nadidiin doon yung Bureau of Customs in terms of smuggling. Tapos, nandun din yung issue ng mag import kayo ngayon, eh pa- paano? Eh kung mag-harvest na yung mga farmers, eh nalugin na sila, di ba? Eh di pagpasok ng inangkat na sibuyas, eh di babagsak yung presyo, matatalo sila. Paano nang babawiin yung mga talo nila? No? So kaya sabi ko kanina, para kang ginigisa sa sariling mantika dito. So kanina, maraming mga senadorang, yung, yung, yung direksyon ng kanilang pagtatanong, talagang nadidiin yung Department of Agriculture. Ito, isa lang itatanong ko sa inyo, pabaon. E sino po ba ang tagapamuno ng Department of Agriculture? Ayan. So dapat, tanongin din nila yun. Okay? So bago po tayo magtapos, I'd like to greet a very special viewer of ours. No? Um, gusto ko pong batiin si Ma'am Odette Bautista. Ayan. Nakuha ko po yung pangalan niya from JC Bautista. Ayan. Kasama ko po siya before sa Varsitarian and then we bumped into each other last Saturday dahil nagkaroon po kami ng 95th 
uh, anniversary. Varsitarian, ito po yung ano, official school paper ng University of Santo Tomas. At nabanggit nga niya na madalas daw po kayong manood. Ayan. Kaya binabati ko po kayo, Ma'am Odette Bautista, at maraming maraming salamat po sa inyong panonood. Okay. Hmm. Sino pa ba nagpapabati dyan? Ako, kayo ah. May nagbabanggit dito ng William Sonder. Okay. Kilala ko yun ah. <laughs> okay. O sige, maraming maraming salamat po sa inyo sa, sa inyong pakikinig at panonood sa ating programa ngayon. And uh, see you again on Wednesday. Medyo naging siksik po yung programa natin ngayon dahil maraming po tayong mga gustong itakel, no? Pero sana yun nga, huwag kalimutan kasi hindi lang porky... Um, kumga in the news yung mga certain issues tsaka lang kayo makiki at uh, dito makikilhok sa sa discussion so dapat babantayin niyo pa rin miski ano hindi mo siya hindi niyo siya masyado nababasa sa balita o napapanood no kaya ako napansin yung chat GPT no ko pa siya gusto pag-usapan kaya kahit wala siya sa balita talaga ipinasa ko rito kasi dapat ano yan eh hindi lang tayo driven by by news events no dapat importante tingnan natin ano ba yung mga bagay na consequential sa ating lipunan na makakaapekto sa bawat isa sa atin. Okay? Maraming salamat po for joining us tonight. And, uh, ayun, nag-hold po. Ginagamit lang natin dito mobile phone connection. Kasi sky cable failed me. Yan. Hindi po naikabit kanina. Nagpapalipat tayo ng connection. Eh, mahirap silang kausap. Anyway, maraming salamat po sa inyo. And, uh, kita-kita po tayo sa next episode. Yung mga nakikinig sa podcast, thank you po. See you again on uh, our next episode on Wednesday.